Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, we're getting a version of the last dance, but this time it's the Patriots dynasty that is going to be going uh, in front of our television sets. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. So on Friday... I think it's Apple TV is going to drop The Dynasty, which is a 10-part documentary about uh, the Patriots. And in this documentary, from everything we've heard and some reporting and some people have gotten to see this thing ahead of time, this is gets really deep into how bad the relationship yeah. was between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. In, in a way, it's the opposite of The Last Dance. The Last Dance, we all know, is to make Michael Jordan look great right. and good. Everything we've seen about this documentary so far is to make the Patriots look bad. No, make Tom Brady look good. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Come it makes on, great... throw off. Well, We're fighting yeah. for narratives here. Yeah, but it does also... I've already heard a lot of Tom Brady got beat up by Bill Belichick for 20 years. Makes him look like kind of a victim and kind of weak. Mm. Are you sure? I'm not sure it's a Brady vanity project. Well, we're all going to have to wait and see and find out. But I think this is the the never-ending uh, fight for credit and for who really yeah. was responsible for the dynasty. I think what this is attempting to do, and again, we'll have to wait and see, which is showing how Brady won despite the circumstances, mm. how much of a hard-ass Bill Belichick was, and Brady kept coming back for the greater good, like realizing he could win there, uh, making the sacrifice that he would yeah. be treated like a dog so that you know Belichick could hold everybody else to a really high standard. I, I think that's what's coming, and this yeah. is very last dancey to me for Brady. Uh, I don't feel that way at all because I feel like nobody, like Michael Jordan wants to be considered a hero like on top of Mount Olympus. Getting compared to an abused dog is not a good look for Tom Brady. Wes Welker called him an abused dog under Bill Belichick. I think Brady's going to look kind of kind of soft in this. Oh, I, I, I mean, an abused dog? What, what? This is not a good scenario. No, I think he's going to show that he was a selfless guy. But anyway, yeah. uh, let's hear. So this is what it's going to sound like. This is the trailer for the new movie, The Dynasty. We worked for Bill, but we played for Tom. Bill tore Brady's head completely off. There's things that are done that can't be undone. I was just trying to hold it together the best I could. I mean, so that was Danny Amendola, Randy Moss, then Brady, then you heard from Robert Kraft. Listen, Bill Belichick is in this uh, documentary too, but what are you going to get from Belichick? I mean, he's not going to sit in front of a camera and start diving deep into what went on, the interpersonal relationship between him and Brady. I, the hell would freeze over before he'd do something like that. You know what my issue is here? The Bulls of the 90s, the last dance. Everybody has positive memories of that. Nobody cares that he... Uh, Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr. Like, the, all that stuff was kind of cool in the documentary at all. Everything about this Patriots dynasty is going to be looked back at it negatively. Well, I Feels think, like the dynasty that no one enjoyed. Well, and I think that's going to get squarely put on who? 
Bill Belichick. Of course. So you are going to, this is, again, we haven't seen it yet, but I've, uh, and I'm curious, but this is how it feels like it's shaping up, which is instead of Jerry Krause, who was the villain of The Last Dance, you're going to get Bill Belichick, who is going to be painted, I think, as the villain here. Like, how could you keep treating Brady this poorly when you were doing all this winning? And now you get the uh, very easy, low-hanging fruit of Belichick's coaching record without Brady versus with Brady. And it's yet more fodder yeah. for people who want to point to, oh, Belichick was basically, what, a bystander to this, you know, 20-year yeah. run of success, and Brady was doing all the heavy lifting. I Obviously, the truth is way more in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I think the effect is going to be that everyone's going to look back negatively on this Patriots dynasty as uh, somewhat just a, sort of an ugly little thing that happened in the NFL. A little bit, and it, uh, EJ, I know you're not going to like this, kind of like people view a little different, but the Spurs dynasty, nobody really enjoyed the Spurs dynasty outside of San Antonio. They kind of killed the NBA ratings all on their own by just playing smart team ball. Yeah, but like, I think I they feel, all hated each other. But my point is, they didn't all, no, they all loved each other. It's a totally Duncan different thing. Is on but I just think staff. that this Patriots, I don't think there's a lot of sizzle around this Patriots dynasty. And if there ever was, this is just going to completely kill it. We're going to be like, oh, God, this Bill Belichick, Tom Brady dynasty, what a drag that was. That's how I, I, well, I viewed that. I saw the promo. I'm like, is this a funeral or is this like a celebration of the Patriots? Well, I think it's, again, I think you're, it's probably going to be more of a celebration of Brady. And maybe it's just a little more real. I, I think what it's going to mirror is, you know, the ascent and the rise, which I'm sure was really exciting. And, and maybe that was a lot more positive. Then you go a decade without winning and two brutal losses to the Giants in the Super Bowl. And then you get the second half of this. And I think that's where the relationship really fell apart. I mean, you know, we've read books about this. Egos start to get in the way. Brady didn't want to be treated that way anymore. And yet still at the end, at the very end, Brady said, you know, give me two years and 50 million and I'll come back. And Belichick said, no. Yeah. I mean, the Jimmy Garoppolo aspect of this, I think Brady felt really slighted by. So, okay. Two things here that I think are interesting. One, Belichick didn't get a job this time around. Yeah. And maybe you could point to his coaching record or the fact, you know, the infighting or, you know, wasn't able to develop Mac Jones or whatever you want to look at. I wonder if teams called Tom Brady and asked, is this somebody I should bring in? And now that we know just how bad it got, and we're going to get this on camera, did Brady give Bill Belichick a positive review? Mm. I mean, Bill Belichick's been around a long time. Do you really need to call Tom Brady and ask what's the deal with Bill Belichick? I don't know. I mean, the Peyton Manning calls team owners yeah. all the time on behalf of guys. I think Aaron Rodgers calls people on behalf of guys. I, I think these big-time quarterbacks who hold a lot of influence – I do think they make phone calls. Yeah, I mean, but Bill Belichick is not Adam Gase. I would or think they Bel- pick up the phone. Yeah, I think Belichick would have his own relationships, unlike the young guys that Peyton called about and that Brady's probably called about as well. Uh, I understand what you say. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Is this why Belichick's not getting a job? Uh, that that being said, teams know Belichick. You know, Bill Belichick has been in the league a lot longer than Tom Brady was. Right. He was even, you know, goes sure. back to the '80s Giants. So I I would hope that. Somebody likes Belichick, even if Brady hates him, and and the narrative comes out of here that he was the bad guy all along. I mean, is that is that enough of a reason not to hire him? You you probably wanted him this off season. Uh, uh I wanted Jim Harbaugh um a little bit more. I didn't want another defensive coach for the Bills. If you're asking about, about oh, my no, fandom, you, you, I wanted you, an you offensive do, coach. Would you rather have Sean McDermott or Bill Belichick? I'm just curious. Uh, now I'd probably rather have Belichick. But yeah, that's just I, I want to change. I got to be honest. I was, as an Eagles fan, I was interested in Belichick. I, I honestly, 
even if he comes off as a total jerk, we all still know he's a good football coach as well. Definitely. I think he'll, I think he'll work again. That's my point. Again, we're talking about this new uh, documentary that's coming out. Ten parts. It's gonna uh, two episodes every Friday um, are gonna start dropping tomorrow. And the other thing, and in, 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 in the documentary, it really goes through how bad the relationship got between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It also goes in the relationship between Belichick and Gronkowski, who apparently had a lot of issues too, and at times didn't want to get out of his car in the parking lot because he didn't want to go to practance. I mean, it paints a pretty pretty bleak picture, but the, you know, all that sparkles isn't gold, right? Like the sometimes we don't want to see what really goes into making people great, and yeah. if we did, we we might be turned off by it. And, and by that, I mean this. Do you think Brady would have been as good yeah. if Belichick wasn't this way? No. Exactly. So I think this documentary is going to paint Belichick as this really, as the villain. Again, I think he's going to be the Jerry Krause of the Last Dance documentary. You're going to get this with Belichick here with this Dynasty documentary. But would they have had the success if he was Mr. Sunshine and Rainbows? Would yeah. Tom Brady have been the guy if Bel Belichick wasn't holding him and everyone else accountable? Like, Well, I mean, think of the most famous coaches of all time. They're all kind of tough on players. I think Bobby Knight is one of the greatest college basketball coaches and no one, I mean, he's he was obvi- abusive though. Yeah. And, but he won like crazy. He's one, he's the idol of coach. So many coaches have said, I emulate Bobby Knight guy. won like crazy bear. Brian and junction boys yeah. famously basically took his guys out in the middle of the desert and didn't give them water and became the most successful college football coach. There, there is this tough guy coaching stuff, especially with football. Uh, you think Vince Lombardi was easy on guys? You no, think Tom see- Landry was easy on guys? I think there is this tough guy thing that, uh, you know, iron sharpens iron, that kind of mentality. Okay, but I see Andy Reid just won his third Super Bowl. It took a while, but, you know, he's a guy who's known to sort of let players sort of be themselves. Now, yeah. do I think that he doesn't hold guys accountable? Yes, we're getting new stuff from Travis Kelsey, who obviously bumped him in the Super Bowl, and Kelsey admits that he crossed the line. But Kelsey also said in the latest podcast he does with his brother he said listen Andy Reid's gotten into me many times you saw this and he wasn't excusing himself but he's like this is our relationship and he rips into me and then I ripped into him but it obviously crossed the line but there is certainly Belichick comes from the Parcells school uh, and really comes from the Bob Knight school I think Parcells Bob Knight are interchangeable so there's this long and it's not I'm not saying it's right but there's this long history of ridiculously uh, hard-nosed coaches, and Bill Belichick was the tip of the spear on this, and it worked. I To answer your question, I do not think they win six Super Bowls if Bill Belichick is not this much of a jerk. I mean, that's hard because they kept they kept everybody disciplined for a long time. Even Tom, we'll see what happens with Mahomes. I mean, can you imagine the team around him is going to stay together and as unified as this Patriots team did? Well, I mean, that's a Patriots, long way to go. No, I know. I, I actually wrote that down. What can the Chiefs learn from this? Will the Chiefs face any of these problems? I, I just, right now, that's hard to see because, again, I feel like the vibe is totally different. You're intimidated by the Chiefs because of Mahomes, Reed, Steve Spagnolo. You were intimidated by the Patriots because the fear of Belichick. It was more of a paranoia that was around Belichick along with a fear. No one's paranoid about the Chiefs. They're just better than everyone. Yeah, I mean, you look at the dynasties. You were afraid of the steel curtain because of Joe Green. You were afraid of the doomsday defense because of Randy White. You were afraid of Bill Belichick and the Patriots because of attention to detail. <laughs> yeah, special teams and tightening <laughs> yeah, yeah. things up. Like, you, you better know the new rule book really well because <laughs> Belichick is going to get you on that one. Yeah, well, and also it's like, is is the locker room bugged? Who's taking yeah, yeah, yeah. something? Uh, detail, yeah. detail, detail. Belichick, it's like, you know, the CIA over there. Everyone says it's great to win rings in New England and it's not fun to play there. Right. So 
I, I'm really curious where we land after this documentary. Did they win because of that style, or did it actually cost them in the long run? Yeah, eight five five two one two four CBS. EJ, you are on the wrong side of a lot of those Patriot wins. Oh, what do you yeah. got? It's funny thinking about this and seeing how this story seems to be shaping into how much Tom Brady essentially got run off by Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And look, Bill Belichick has six titles. We all know he's great. But I today have a hard time saying that this is the greatest coach ever who, with Tom Brady still having a lot left in the tank and still able to win championships, you ran him off and you made his experience so terrible that he didn't want to come back uh, to play for you. EJ, like, he tried to run him off earlier than that when right, they drafted Garoppolo. Right, exactly. Like, like to me, that that says a lot to me. Because then I go back to this thing of, like, if you did not have Tom Brady, what would this thing look like? I mean, it'd be different if you're, you know, if you're the Niners and you run off Joe Montana and you got Steve Young waiting in the wings, a guy who's going to be an MVP, a Super Bowl champion. This guy ran off Tom Brady and he's got Mac Jones to show for it. Like, that is an entirely different yeah. situation. And then you had the other guy, you had Jimmy G to show for it before. And yeah. then now we've seen what Jimmy G became. So when we talk about Bill Belichick, he was decent with the Browns, not like all-time great. He was fine. You know, he was, made a playoff or two, and then he got fired, and that was it. Like, this was not some all-time coach. He found a quarterback who became the GOAT, and then now he gets to, you know, enjoy the fruits of his labor. I know those teams won on a lot of defense. So I'm not going to just say it was all Tom Brady. Yeah. But it says a lot to me that the greatest coach couldn't understand that, hey, I need to keep this guy around if I want to continue to compete for championships. Okay, wait. Can I defend, though, in one sense there, which is Brady has in so many ways changed the math on how long guys can play. Yeah. I mean, I know there's like the George Blandas and stuff that we had back in the day, played at least 50 but Brady playing until he was 45 at a high level, there's, like, not a lot of precedent for that. Yeah. Well, also, too, I, I disagree a little bit in the sense that I don't think Tom Brady was winning another Super Bowl because that team around him, look at his receivers. That's also Bill Belichick's well, that's Yeah, that, that, no, that's, that's definitely Belichick. Belichick. But I do think there's logic. Uh, if I think it's great for Tom Brady that he got to go to Tampa Bay because New England had to rebuild on offense. They, they didn't do it successfully. Because Belichick is not good at drafting. But his numbers dipped hard in 2019, and I understand why. He had nobody to throw the ball to. Definitely. And, also, don't, don't forget, I think Brady ended up having an issue with Arians. <laughs> Down in Tampa after a while because Arians was the opposite, right? Maybe a little bit too loose. Here's a question for you. And we're talking about this new documentary that's coming out, 10 parts, all about the Patriots dynasty. Uh, The first two episodes dropped tonight. I think it's Apple, but don't quote me on that. It's I think think you're right. I think it's Apple. It's definitely Apple. Okay, cool. Apple Plus. You need everything these days. So here's a question for you. And, And again, the documentary goes into just how bad it was between Belichick and Brady at the end. If Brady doesn't win the seventh Super Bowl, does he talk about Belichick this way? Does he do this? Because Brady getting the seventh really kind of slam dunked this argument a little bit yeah. more about who, you know, about how much he did he have left in the tank and him going on to win right away in Tampa and all of that where Belichick has now struggled, you know, because of a lot of different factors. If he doesn't win the seventh, does he do this? Yeah, it gives him some power here. Yeah, I I think you're on to something. I think it's very easy for. By the way, Brady did Brady produce this? You say he did this. I, I is this Jordan would, Last Dance or is that have, what we're talking about? I don't think it is. But would he have sat for this? Would he have been so? And would he have told the truth in so many ways? Because would he have said how bad it was and how awful? Well, and, we don't have words from Tom Brady saying it was. We have Wes Welker saying he was an abused dog. Well, and we Tom have Brady's Gre- quoted as well, talking about how he... he what did he say? He said he wasn't going to sign another contract. Yeah, there. he wasn't going to sign up for that again. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think Welker took it to a totally different level. I, I think... But 
But yeah. you don't think though for a guy who was Mr. Patriot, I mean, he's he is the image of the Patriots, him saying, I will not sign another contract to play under these conditions yeah. with that guy. That I, that is a that is a stark statement. I've watched Brady talk about Belichick a hundred times. I'll bet you Brady comes off more middle of the road in this documentary than his teammates. He I might. think his teammates are gonna tell a different story of how bad it got. I don't think Brady's gonna admit that he tore my head off like this, that, and the other. We'll I'll see. bet you Brady, you know, Brady's a politician too. We'll see, we'll see what he well, says. Well, he always gives Belichick a lot of credit, yeah. but we also know that he, you know, his body man, Alex Guerrero, he banished him. You know, Brady had to basically get his treat, uh, treatment in like a suite or some kind of shed. I mean, not becoming uh, something that doesn't behoove the greatest quarterback of all time and the face of the franchise. You know, one more thing. I heard this the other day, and I forgot about it. The year they won the Super Bowl was great with Tom Brady. Wait, which year? Uh, 2020. I'm sorry, in Tampa Bay. Yeah, okay. yeah. The year they, you know, it proved that he was better than Belichick. The next year, he led the league in passing with 5,316 yards, 43 touchdowns, and I actually saw a statistical analysis. It was one of the most egregious things ever to give Rodgers oh. the MVP instead of Brady. We so he could have won, won a Super Bowl and an MVP in Tampa Bay to really just close this argument door forever. That was it was egregious. Remember that Brady didn't win the MVP that year, and it came down to like a lot of off-field stuff. I thought with Rodgers. Remember there was a reporter mm. in Chicago said he'd never vote for Rodgers yes. because of his stance. Uh, Habarkish, yes, yes, then, yes. And then Rodgers called him a bum and direct quote. And then it was this whole weird thing, like, oh, they're not going to give it to me because I'm anti-vax. And it was that was a bizarre moment. Yeah, I mean, I think if Brady had won that MVP at 44, that would have even made it more obvious how much he was a part of this compared to Belichick. It really, I think you had a great point, though. This documentary, it's a lot easier to, to create this narrative after what happened in Tampa Bay. I'm excited to watch it. I can't wait to watch this. I know. I already you saw it. I'm not. You already saw. If you guys remember the last Patriots dynasty, I don't like Patriots the man, dynasty. The man in the arena, I didn't. There was the another man, one after the man. There's yeah. been multiple. I mean, those didn't excite me. This one does. Well, if they're real, if they're going to get real about it, this you is, like the negative stuff. It's going to be hard though. Yeah. It's going to be it's, hard to watch as somebody like, who's got their team got their butt whooped by the Patriots. For it might be years. hard, but I like mess. Like I, I watched The Bachelor. I was watching Love Is Blind last night. That came out. Like I love mess. Wait, so, don't you know somebody who's on the show? Yeah, my high school teammate is on the show. Oh, Which nice. Is crazy. Love is blind or bachelor? Uh, love is blind. Wow. Now, it don't look good for him. He, he don't seem to be getting <laughs> a lot of screen time. Oh, no. He mentioned he all had an off-can comment about one of the other contestants on the show, but that's all the screen time he's had so far. Maybe so, it's like they're building him slowly. Well, the problem with the show is that, like, basically they have, like, you know, 40 people, but only, like, 10 continue the journey or 10 or 12, depending on how many couples. So, like, there's a very high chance that, like, he may not continue after the next episode. Wait, okay. <laughs> is, first episode. Is this oh man to be one and done on a reality show? I know. What a, and he's such a good guy. Uh, Shout out to Ariel. He's a cool dude. Wait, so what, Love is Blind is where they wear the costumes, right? No, Love is Blind is when these men and women are in two separate <laughs> parts of, a, I guess, in a, a house, I want to say. Okay. And they date in pods where they can't see yeah. each other. So you're on one side of a wall. They're on the other. And you have to just talk. You don't know what the person looks like. You don't know what you know. You know what they sound like. They don't change your voice, but you don't know what they sure. what they look like. You don't know anything about them unless you ask them, which then becomes awkward because it's like, well, this is not how it's supposed to be done. <laughs> yes. What do you look like? Yeah. Which, uh, what are you problems. supposed to say? 
it, it, it's caused issues. But what then, would, what would we all say if you were on the other side of a wall from somebody and they said, "What do you look like?" Yeah, I, I've seen Love Is Blind a million. By the way, you confuse Love Is Blind with Mass Singer as an all-time. <laughs> thing. That's definitely one. what she was doing. I, yeah. I, I with the con- that's where they wear the costumes, <laughs> yeah, right? That is that like, is Mass Singer. You were thinking about Mass Singer, <laughs> Doctor Ken Jong. Listen, I'm, I'm whatever they feed me a hundred times a Sunday when I'm watching football for twelve straight hours. That's the show I know. When when people ask me like, well, who's your celebrity comp? I always go Bradley Cooper or Clive Owen. I just like, I'm like, because it's such a dumb question. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Brad Pitt. Just go, just go way over the top on how good looking you are. That's, that's my, my strategy. This relationship with a lie. Right, you have not watched Love Is Blind. Okay, well, yeah, but well, then your problem is if you lie, then you, eventually what happens? You have ten days to figure out if you're going to get engaged to somebody, and then if you agree <laughs> to get engaged, that's the only time when you get to meet the person. Ah, and then at that point, once you meet the person, you go on a four week adventure to see if you can actually get married. You you go to the altar and you have to decide at that point: Is it, Love Is Blind? Okay. Are you willing to get married? All right. So what what would you say, Pete? You're on the. You're dating somebody who's you've never seen you before. What do you tell them that you look like? Adam Carolla. Do you look like Adam Carolla? No, no. <laughs> do you aspire to look random. like Adam Carolla? No, a, a very. Ra- I would go very random. Person. Oh, just lie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was once told I look like Flo from the Progressive commercial. <laughs> I think she's a lot older than me, though. That could work. Uh, yeah, I think Does she it work? is. It might, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Could. That could work. Okay. I would not. I would. I would not it. lead Love Is Blind with that. Comparison. <laughs> oh, I, I'm yeah. getting kicked off the show. Yeah, well, I think because the, the men probably would say, "All right, next," you know, they would walk out. Like that's <laughs> well, then the awkward, I don't want that relationship. That's anyway. the very awkward thing when they're sitting in the pod and they're talking to them, and one of the guys is just, "I'm just gonna leave." You know, oh. sometimes they don't even say anything. The person's like, "Wait, are you still behind the wall? Are you still oh, there?" No. That's how, just, that happens a lot. You get any uh, uh, celebrity comps ever? Not really. I mean, I haven't not in a while. I used to get a lot. I used to get Neo, which was kind of weird. Okay. Um. I've gotten Jay-Z We know before. you can't sing like Neo. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Definitely Jay. not. I can do more Elvis than Neo. You've Brutally gotten Jay-Z? <laughs> I've gotten that. I don't get that either. Jay-Z? Someone has told me that. Again, yeah. you're like, he's 20 years older than you. Right. Well, who can, I mean, that's a, that's not the point, though. You just don't look like Jay-Z. <laughs> right. No, exactly. There's that, too. Like, it's... I've not gotten a lot of good comps. I've, I think Andrea has one for me, but I don't remember who it is again. There, there are a few out there. Oh, Andrea says I look a lot like Khalid. That, that's been the one she goes to. Okay. Mm. Uh, I get. I actually didn't realize. I get Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Alan Ruck yep. in Succession. Yep. I get a lot, like a long, narrow face. One of the greats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a little more realistic because I'm not saying Brad Pitt. Like I, I can do Alan Ruck. Yeah, no, I think Alan Ruck is good for you. Before, I, I get that a lot. Yeah. Before his uh, his legal trouble, um, someone said to me that uh, Kevin Spacey would play me in a movie. Uh huh. huh. I can see a little bit of that. I could see a yeah, yeah he, went, bald, actually, he went bald. Yeah. Wow. I'm getting a Kevin Spacey and uh it's seven vibe from you right now. <laughs> 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 I don't know. That's what he was going for. Yeah, I mean let, let's be honest. Pilates is not that Beauty. far off from that character. Take American Beauty. <laughs> only after You'll only take American Beauty Oscar. American Beauty, uh, yeah. That movie is a little bit uh dated as far as political correctness. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> Can't do that one anymore for a lot of reasons. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, got a lot more to do, including we got bombshell reports coming yesterday. Fast and furious, one bigger than the next. What's going on? Uh, with these latest rumors and reports. We'll get it all next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. I'm really excited for the Patriots documentary for a different reason than you might think, and I'll tell you why. 
So we were just talking about they pulled some headlines that it's about Bill Belichick abusing Tom Brady. Rob Gronkowski was so depressed he didn't want to get out of his car and go to practice. It's a 10-part episode. Do you realize nine and a half episodes are going to just be the Patriots kicking the Jets and the Bills butt? (laughs) It's going to be four episodes on how awesome Matthew Slater was. Uh, (laughs) Bilotti said they're going to show the butt fumble from 17 different angles. (laughs) And then six minutes at the end, they're going to be like, well, it wasn't working at the end, and we left. It is going to be just a demolition of the entire NFL. Everyone's like, well, where'd the bad stuff happen? Oh, that's episode 10 for about three and a half minutes. No, they're going to spend 30 seconds on Deflategate. 20 yeah. seconds on Spygate yeah, yeah. and 10 seconds on Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. It's going to just be then Belichick lined up Gronkowski and Hernandez and no one in the NFL could stop them. And it's it's going to be I, a celebration oh. of New England. Honestly, you guys think it's going to be bad. Honestly, I will say that isn't, aren't the Patriots the masters of, you know, misdirection? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to do one thing and then they come out doing something totally different. Like, <laughs> yeah. this would be the ultimate Patriots troll. Wait, yeah. can we do like a, a, a Patriots Dynasty bingo card? Because I think there's a couple of things that are going to be on it. That you're going to get them destroying Tebow in that playoff game. You and I. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady was setting records in the first half of that game. I remember sitting in the press box, and it's like all of a sudden the uh, the announcement comes on. It's like, <clears throat> and ladies and gentlemen, yeah. uh, welcome assembled press. Tom Brady has just uh, passed all quarterbacks for, <laughs> you know, touchdown passes in the first quarter of a playoff <laughs> game. You put 50 yeah, points. There's going to be six episodes on 28-3 beating Atlanta. Oh, definitely. Uh, How they knew, when they knew. Edelman's catch. But no, I think what people forget, it's going to be a whole episode on Larry Izzo and the special teams being awesome <laughs> early on. This is not gonna, if you guys want some Patriots hate, I don't think this is going to deliver. I think this is going to be bad. 2007, Randy Moss comes to town. Who cares if they lost the Giants? They'll be like, oh, and then they lost to the Giants. But who cares? We were 16-0. <laughs> This is bad for you guys as AFC East fans. <laughs> Thank you, Perloff, for the warning. Tim is in Arkansas. As a question about this upcoming doc, we'll try to answer it. Hey, Tim, how are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Great show. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, you talked about, um, you know, uh, the possible coaches uh, calling Brady or Brady calling them for a reference on Belichick. You know, owners are pretty powerful people. I'm sure they screened the show prior to offering any kind of position as due diligence. I wonder if that turned them off because, you know, some owners are not going to want their program run that way. Oh, interesting that they would have gotten an advanced copy of the documentary and would have had to do like damage control or spin. Tim, diabolical. I'm I'm into that line of thinking. Love it. Uh, Thank you, Tim. I don't think that's what happened. I appreciate that. And I love going, you know, Let's dig deep into this thing. Let's get Machiavellian on the whole thing. Yeah, but, uh, no, that's perfect. Makes sense. Uh, I, I do think that Belichick and Kraft and Brady, everybody kind of probably knew all this stuff, right? Everyone knew what was really going on. I mean, Seth Wickersham wrote a whole book about yeah, it. Yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of it's in there. I, I guess that here's the thing. Uh, uh, they sat down for all these interviews before Belichick was fired. So this this was not just put together in the last couple of weeks. So he was still a member of the Patriots at the time. And also, we knew all year long that Belichick was going to get fired, right? I mean, Tom Curran said it four weeks into the season. Yeah. So I, I also think that there's a level of information at the league level. Like, we're finding, we find out later. Whatever's in this documentary, you don't think the owners of other teams already knew this stuff? Uh, I think they did. I mean, to what degree, though? I mean, I think the Patriots are a pretty secretive organization. Um, let's go to Ty. He's in Boise. He has a celebrity lookalike for EJ. We were talking about the show Love is Blind, which I got confused with The Masked Singer, which I just gave Fox a whole new TV show, by the way. Love is Blind with The Masked Singer. 
Uh, you got to. Hey, yeah, Ty. Ty who does e, who does EJ look like? EJ looks like the much uh, more lean version of Killer Mike. Just, uh, <laughs> Killer Mike. And a lot yeah. more hair. Yeah, I was gonna say then, the hair. And then Susie or uh, Maggie, you look like Susie Schuster and Perloff. You're you're all by yourself, man. Nobody looks like you. Yeah, probably true. <laughs> yeah, no, Ty. Thank you so much. Perloff has the best one. I think Cameron Ruck is, uh, or not Cameron, Alan Ruck. Alan Ruck. Susie Schuster is married to Rich Eisen. I will take this as the biggest compliment. Susie is beautiful. So if I can even look a little like Susie, I'll take it. Why is that in the break that I think you look like um, Jean Grey? Bonky Johnson from the first three X-Men movies. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not looking at Killer Mike. Yeah, we saw Killer Mike live the other day. What do you think, EJ? Did you see a resemblance? He's much older than you. Yeah, he's a lot older. I mean, he did say a thinner version um, I don't know. Killer Mike, he has no hair. So I think it's, it's always hard when you go from the guy with no hair to a guy who has a lot of hair. You want to know what it is? It's just from, like, below the nose and down. Yeah, the beard, it's the lips beard. look, yeah. Once you get beard, yeah. lips, jaw, I, I can see a little bit. But yeah. also, I mean, no no defense to his teeth. My, my teeth are more straight than his, I think. <laughs> well, I'm looking at him smiling. When he smiles, I can see it a little bit. Okay. You don't always see Killer Mike smiling. Oh, he's killer, Mike. Yeah, kind of ruined his persona. But uh, I'm thinking the gimmick. It's funny. Who do you get? Uh, I was just gonna say I got to get my head out of the sand. You guys just mentioned four names. I don't know who any of those people are. <laughs> You've never heard of Killer Mike. <laughs> it doesn't reflect well on he me. He just I, got arrested at an award show. Yeah, no, no. Not, not even Alan Ruck. No, Cam from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Cam. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wait, uh, so I didn't know his actor name. No. Wait, so have you, you seen the first three X Men movies though, right? No, I've not. Wow. So that's, that's like how many you, Maggie, didn't yeah. see him, and neither did Pete. Pretty did much not. since I started working in this business and then coupled that with having kids, a lot <laughs> uh-huh. of that just got wiped away. I've seen Dino the Ranch. first X-Men at least 50 times. Wow. Wow. It comes on TNT like it's all on, the It's time. odd right now. We <laughs> 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 should put it on in the studio. You can actually pause check the it show out during the breaks. You don't know Halle Berry is Storm? Um, I'm aware that I think that she played the character, but I, I couldn't tell you anything about it. sounds like CeeLo to Deposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm aware. aware, right, yeah. I'm very carefully choosing what my movie? words here. Is there any movie that you've seen? Have you seen sure. Shawshank a hundred times? Not a hundred times, but that's, yeah. That I wouldn't came put out that. in 1994. Yeah, I'm, I, the movies I've seen a ton. Wait, wait, are, yeah, Shawshank older is... Older movies, yeah. Shawshank, who cares what it came out? It's on TV a hundred times. I see, that's I don't, the point. I don't there are movies a, that get played and yeah, played and played and played. I don't make a habit. Of, I don't watch enough TV anymore to like, oh, this is on. I'm going to watch that. I'll give you the one that anytime it's on, I can't, I have to sit down and watch it. My Cousin Vinny. That's an easy one. That's a good mm. one. It's classic. Yeah, it's awesome. This movie I saw. Pearl you know, I'm makes fun I of what I'm bummed about is that, like, my kid, for example, he's not going to channel surf. Yeah, yeah, I know. It doesn't exist anymore. Because that, <laughs> but is my cousin Vinny getting rotate? I don't see that. See, for me, Turner bought a bunch of movies and showed them on their channels over and over again. So that's why I've seen Goodfellas and Shawshank a sure. hundred times. Sure. Was I my cousin Vinny, is that on all the Maybe time? Maybe not now, but, but at you're some right, point, nothing's on anymore. Point it was. Do you remember when I was like younger, I would say when I was a kid, we had HBO. And yeah. HBO would yeah. go through like a month where they would show one movie like a hundred yeah, yeah. times. And it would be on That's across em- multiple shows. Yes. Hey, I'm, I caught it halfway, yeah. but it, on HBO West, I'm going to catch it from the beginning. <laughs> okay. It starts in another couple hours here. Yeah. That's exactly, that's how I got to know movies. So I saw Caddyshack a thousand times. Yeah, right. that's Channel one, surfing. Yeah. I don't think channel surfing exists anymore. Like, I asked my kid now, he's four, but I'm like, so what do you want to watch? YouTube. Everything's on demand. <laughs> or yeah. that. Right, and you won't, you won't watch a movie on Netflix twice. You'll watch it once, where if it came on again... Well, my kid watches movies over and over, right, which but, is yeah. the first 20 minutes. But I wouldn't go back and watch a movie again, like, the next day, like I would on HBO. Great point. Sure. Yeah. 
Great point. I mean, wait. If you guys haven't seen Goodfellas 25 times. Not 25. We've talked about that. I've never seen Goodfellas. I've talked about this on the show. All right. See, now I don't feel as bad. (laughs) Maggie, you you might want to watch it. (laughs) I heard it's great. It's my dad's favorite movie. I still haven't watched it. This is a lot of cultural references. Maybe that's why. If you don't want to become your dad. So armchair psychiatrist on this one. Sorry, what? Have you seen Godfather? No. Okay. Mob movies, they don't Don't really interest me. Never seen Sopranos. That same. Which is not, I just, you know what it was? When it was on, my parents forbid me from watching it. You were a kid. Yeah, I've never seen it. 99, right? It came out. Yeah, I was like early teens, and they were just like, nope, we're not allowing it. So, And I didn't have a TV in my room. Yeah. And I've never circled back. My wife has no interest. Like someday down the road, maybe when I've got more time on my hands, I'll binge watch it, but I've never done it. And Lopresta, you're yeah. telling. Yeah. I was about yeah. to say, your, your parents Jersey didn't want too. to influence the uh, head of that. Where did you grow up? You're in, Italian in Jersey? from New Jersey. Yeah, mostly Jersey, yeah. Did Jersey. you know guys like the Sopranos? Mm, he not quite know. that bad. He's never seen the show. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen the movie. I haven't seen the show. I've seen movies that deal with that same uh, subject matter. Yeah. Maggie, you grew up in the restaurant business in yeah. in upstate New York, and I know a few things about the restaurant. You must have run into some of that. Oh, my parents are totally mobbed up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, not at all. No, but what's funny about Sopranos is Julia Margulies, remember, someone who maybe I could be a lookalike? Bring it full circle. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, sure. Kind of. In, in the show, remember, she becomes a f- girlfriend of... Uh, Christopher Moltisanti, and she's her character's from Binghamton, and her parents own a restaurant. And I was Could like, Whoa! Oh, Stop tapping based. my phone. Wait, and oh, she she's was also right. a, a terrible drug addict. Yeah, she was crazy. Yeah. That, Stops there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not to scare you guys, but my dad was in the wholesale grocery business in South Philly. Oh boy! Oh, Someone yeah. end up in the freezer. Uh, there was <laughs> many, many court things that happened. Uh, because I don't mean to stereotype, but the unions in South Philadelphia had some connections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot. He knew a lot of people ended up in jail. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so if you mess with me, my dad knows people. Oh, That's all no. I'm going to say. All right. My dad was in sanitation. Oh, so you oh my god! In New York City? Yeah, yeah. Supervisor. My uh, the closest my parents I think ever got there. Obviously not. I'm just joking. They're totally not bobbed up. But they did once cater a very very fancy Christmas party for someone who was on house arrest. Yeah. Their house is beautiful. I mean, I've never seen a Christmas tree this big in my life inside somebody's home. It's gorgeous. And they had the ankle bracelet? I don't know about the ankle bracelet. I wasn't looking that closely, but the the person was on house arrest, so everyone had to come to their house for the Christmas party. My parents threw them an amazing Christmas It would have been funny if you were like, hey, hey we need some help. Uh, you might coming out to carry some of this food in? They're yeah. like, I can't do that. Is well, anyone why, else? Why is that? No. They would is, never ask the host to carry it. <laughs> is anyone else jealous of someone under house arrest? I would kill to be under house arrest. Imagine if you didn't have to go out and just sit home and watch TV all day. Is there anyone who doesn't want to do it that? It should feel themselves. like the worst punishment in the world. My daughter would, would pay a million dollars to go to house arrest. She hates when we make her get out off the couch. Someone who wants, I mean, you're, you're taking away all the stress of like your oh. pending court dates and things. Oh, I mean, no. I, I COVID last month, it kind of felt like being under house arrest, to be honest. That's true. It wasn't as bad as I, as I thought it would be. Like the actual not moving. The being <laughs> sick was terrible. There, I mean, this might be controversial, but I think there were people who enjoyed that aspect of the pandemic that they could stay home and spend time with their kids oh, and, you know. Definitely. You know, is that it? It was also wrong. extremely depressing, though. And for people who are alone, it made it even more lonely. Well, that's why yeah. I said some people. Yeah, I definitely think people. it appealed to some yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got to, 
Hey, we got to spend a lot of time with our kids, yeah. you know. Uh, but that that's so a depressing turn on this. I will take house arrest. If anyone here gets arrested and needs an <laughs> ankle bracelet, I'll take it. Why not? Do you just not want to do the show anymore? <laughs> no, I'd love to do the show. From I home. just just sit, be at home all day would be great. Build your own studio, build your own bar, build your own restaurant, and the whole thing. I mean, look what happened after the pandemic. Now everybody, quote unquote, works from home. Yes, that's that like does. the national trend. How about the like, clothing trend? Like, I've always been a dress for comfort oh. guy, but if you've noticed what's hot post-pandemic, it's like the baggy comfort loungewear. Oh, yeah. I think there's a reason yeah. behind that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I never made that connection. Yeah. yeah. I mean, after the pandemic, I was like, I, if I could wear sweatpants every day, I yeah. would. Me too. I haven't seen a tie since 2020. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> they all got burned up. <laughs> got thrown in the trash. Uh, CeeLo, I think we have time for a few headlines. Uh, hi. All right. Well, I apologize for the awkwardness of the transition, but we will focus on something more serious here. We're going to hear from Paul Contreras. Uh, he is one of two good Samaritans who managed to capture one of the Three suspects who were detained by Kansas City police yesterday in the wake of the latest mass shooting, which, of course, took place at the very end of the Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade, left at least one dead, 21 injured, including a number of children ages 5 to 15. So there is video of this takedown. If you haven't seen it, it's out there on social media where the suspect is running through the crowd behind a barricade lining the street of the parade route. Here's Contreras with his account, courtesy of KETV7 Omaha. One guy was hollering saying you know stop him or catch him you know tackle him whatever and he's just bailing running and out of nowhere i heard that guy hollering so i'm just like okay well i'm right here and i just i didn't think about it it just a reaction i didn't hesitate it was just just do it so instinct kicks in did what he had to do in that very moment so i went to go tackle him and another gentleman did the same thing and as i'm tackling him i see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve because he was wearing a long jacket or like a Carhartt. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, you know, we got to take this guy down. And they managed to do that, but then had to wait for the authorities to arrive on the scene. We held him down and it seemed like forever, but it probably wasn't. It was like 30 seconds holding him down and me and the other gentleman and hollering at ongoers, you know, where's the cops? We're, you know, get the cops over here, get the cops over here, you know, we got them. And eventually they did arrive, and I believe from the story I read, they did recover a weapon there on the scene of this individual. So no details released about the three detainees, whether they were connected, motives, et cetera. Obviously, an ongoing investigation. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this person is a hero, yeah. but he should never even be put in this you know, horrible predicament where your adrenaline takes over and you go do this, you know? A big pack of people, and you can see Oof. the guy running, trying to make his way through the crowd, and luckily uh, this gentleman and, and one other just kind of, you know, took him down, mm. essentially a football tackle to the ground and held him down until the uh, authorities arrived, so good on them. Wow. Unreal. We're going to, I think there's going to be more stories that are obviously going to be coming out, stuff like this. Sure. It's just uh, unreal. No question so about sad. it. Uh, I got. Well, I'll do a couple of other things for you here. Uh, NBA wise, the Celtics completed a home and home sweep of the Nets. They beat up Brooklyn one thirty six eighty six in the final game for both teams before the All Star break. So Boston's got the best record in the league. They become the third team in league history to post multiple fifty point wins in the same season. So they've been hanging some big numbers on some teams throughout the course of the year. The Nets are kind of the low hanging fruit right now, and that was a bloodbath. Well, uh, can you do much. one two three Cancun before the All Star break? <laughs> <laughs> it's usually just the end of the season. Maybe not. Vacation with bogus. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. A, that's a good. That's a good point. That's possible. Uh, we mentioned uh, the Clippers last hour, so they've got this situation with not just PJ Tucker but Bones Highland as well, where both were kind of rumored as possibly being moved at the deadline. They weren't. 
potential buyout situation, and Tucker apparently not happy. He's got some frustrations. He's fallen out of the rotation there for L.A., so both players were sent away from the team on their road trip right now. They're going to rejoin after the All-Star break, so they've got some things to figure out there. P.J. Tucker is turning 39 on May 5th. Now, he was part of the Harden deal back last fall. He's only played in uh, 12 games for L.A., all off the bench, averaging 14 minutes per game, so I'm sure at veteran status feels he has something to offer and perhaps would like to go elsewhere. But uh, his contract situation for next year, I guess, makes him a valuable trade chip for this summer. So things to be figured out there uh, as far as his situation and the Clippers as well. CeeLo, thank you so much. Coming up, we got some news yesterday that LeBron James could have been on the verge of being traded to the Warriors. Would that have been good for his legacy? We'll talk about all that next. Maggie and Perloff. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yes, Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Big news yesterday, Perloff. ESPN drops a report. That at the 11th hour, the Golden State Warriors try to make a play for LeBron James. Now, what's interesting about this is not just the what if of, wow, what if LeBron actually teamed up with Steph Curry and Draymond and Steve Kerr. But the fact is, the details of this. Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers, basically told the Warriors and LeBron's agent, Rich Paul, you go talk to LeBron and see if he still wants to play for the Lakers. Like, they had no idea where his head was at because of the cryptic emojis that he was sending out, like the um, hourglass and the sand being out of time. They 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 wanted to check and see where LeBron was at because the team didn't have any clue. That can't be good. Well, I mean, I, I would still bet on him staying in L.A., though. Uh, I understand the, the idea that he wants to win a title. But the other thing, too, is what, who's closer to a – uh, playoff success, the Lakers or the Warriors. I'm a little confused on this one because at least the Lakers have Anthony Davis who can do something against Jokic. How would LeBron and the Warriors... I, I was I was excited about this yesterday, but will LeBron and the Warriors be the favorite in the West? I mean, no. I, I think it'd be I think it'd be interesting, though, to watch these guys be play great. together. And then the other thing is, do they need each other? I mean, it's going to be very... The chances, I agree, are going to be slim to none that this could actually happen. But if Curry's trying to win more and LeBron's trying to win more, is this their best shot is actually teaming up at the end of their careers? Feels like they both need a different kind of player than each other. But I, I want to see it. Uh, I'm just curious, you know, here's another question. Say LeBron does not want to leave L.A., which is what Jeannie found out this time. Right. And he <laughs> wants to stay, stay next year. 
Uh, do you think this team ever wins again? And does that mean LeBron's priority is not to get another ring? Listen, I think there is definitely a priority here of getting Bronny to the NBA. All right, now, so you think that's a priority. Yes. Okay. Now, I don't know for whose benefit that really is because it's definitely LeBron's stated goal of getting Bronny to the NBA. But if it's just doing it because of pure nepotism and not because Bronny's ready to go to the NBA, how does that help Bronny? You know, he's going to be seen as someone who's just taking up a roster spot. He's going to be like Thanasis Antetokounmpo, but it's going to be even more of a joke. And so, again, we can talk about whether this is the right move, but I do think that's the number one priority because I think LeBron looks at the landscape and has to probably get a little honest with himself, right? I mean, the rest of the league is getting younger. You got a lot of, you know, tons of competition. Mm, I, I, there's not an obvious spot to go here to win your next ring if it's not in L.A. Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. I mean, unless they can build a super team somewhere, say Atlanta, uh, or somebody who's got an empty salary cap and bring everybody together, get the band back together. I have no idea. What band? The yeah. band retired. I mean, KD, if, uh, I have no idea. KD's got his own super team. But I guess, like, here's the thing. <laughs> sort of. They'd rather have, I think, Trey Young just come from Atlanta, maybe come to L.A. this offseason and do uh, a trade there. Yeah, I don't think Trey Young makes them a super team. I, honestly, I was thinking about where the Lakers are this year. They're 30-26. and 26. They're ahead of where they were last year. That's true. So maybe, and they got to the Western Conference Finals. Who scares you? I, I think the Lake. I was a little surprised they didn't try something at the trade deadline, but they might have enough well, this year. At, listen, they couldn't figure out what they were at the trade deadline yeah. if they thought maybe they might have been sellers. <laughs> like maybe you're either trading LeBron James or you're what, making a big move for somebody? that You can't be doing both at the same time. If there was uncertainty around LeBron, I, you know, I don't know how they would have operated. When you look at the Western Conference right now, who is definitely, definitely better than the Lakers who can beat them? I think there's only one team, the, the Nuggets. Nuggets. Yeah, everybody else is in the same mix with the Lakers. I think the Lakers, because of their experience, right. might be able to beat a more talented, younger team. So maybe this is happening. Uh, maybe LeBron goes farther than we think this year. I, I'm actually... Listen, they went to the Western Conference Finals last yeah, year. They but maybe they swept when they got there. Maybe they get lucky and uh, a couple of injuries happen in the West and they're even more competitive in the Western Conference Finals. So... I think uh, I understand that this trade was was out there. I think the Lakers ought to re- uh, circle the wagons and try and go for it this year because they're not that far off. Well, what? Uh, but what else do they? They have no choice now. The trade yeah, deadline's yeah. over. I mean, you you are who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the choice would have came last week. LeBron could have said, "Get me out of here." I, I think he, this just reinforces just how much power he's got in this organization. They will do whatever he wants, and I get it. And I think this is about Bronny and next year. But we still have a lot more to get to and unpack all that reporting. Uh, coming up, PJ Green is going to join us. He's a sports reporter in Kansas City for Fox 4 News. He was at the parade yesterday. We'll get his thoughts next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.